listening to Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. Hey, what's up guys? It's JK3. So let's talk about the Bills game. We uh, mm. we're, in, we're in attendance at that game. Saw all the Bills fans that uh, mm. you know, flew down or, or made the long trip, and uh, I think outnumbered the Jaguars fans. I know there's still been some debate on that, but I don't know. I mean, just not even like from a science perspective, but just from an art perspective. Uh, looking at everybody when I was standing outside the stadium and walking up, I mean, JK3, I know you talked about this. It clearly seemed like we were significantly outnumbered. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, no, they were definitely outnumbered. Um, you know, we were, we were. I mean, the Bills fans, they travel. That's one thing that I will give um, Buffalo credit for is that they do travel, um, you know, everywhere. And uh, again, I mean, they just travel and they got – they got waxed again in Jacksonville, just uh, a, an age old story that I, I, I love. And I saw an interesting stat that, you know, the Buffalo Bills haven't scored a touchdown in Jacksonville since 2013. Wow. Wow. That's pretty yeah. brutal. <laughs> Derek, Derek, you saw, I mean, uh, you know, we had the tweet on our account, uh, you know, showing the video of the Bills fans actually leaving the game early. It was a real sad sight. And there were some people that weren't happy about that. What, what do you have to say about that? Any given Sunday, bro. Any given Sunday. You just forget about it. Move on. We won fair and square. Couldn't block no, this. I, I mean, I'm not I'm trying going. to let them off the hook that easy. Yeah. No, I, 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 just, let it go. Let it go. We won. You lost to the loan. The, the tweets were amazing. I can't believe. I never seen so many tweets that started with, I can't believe. <laughs> believe it. <laughs> Write it down. Take a picture because it's etched in memory now. It's done. Every one of those, every one of those, I would send like the uh, the eggplant emoji. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I was wondering about that. We lost to the Jaguars. Oh, it just feels so good to hear. Like, I just but, love it. But I love here's, it. Here's the biggest thing, and this is why, although the Bills are alone and and they're they're not alone in the class of the AFC, there are some good AFC teams out there. The reason why we beat them is because they're one dimensional. It plays into our strength. Now, defensively, they made adjustments, but we have been very crappy at stopping the run, and the Bills don't run the ball all that well. And they depend on Josh Allen to get creative to do a lot of those things and do a lot of audibles at the line of scrimmage to be able to run the ball, and that didn't work at all. They kept a lot of things in front of them. The defensive scheme was was really, really good. The changes that were made with Rudy Ford and, and just the fact that we actually saw some hits. These you know, they were, they, were, they were actually hitting. That was the first yeah. game that they were actually, you heard them pass, clacking. Very, okay. very physical game. Very yeah. physical game in the defense. So, you know, hats off. And at the end of the day, we won. Next. Uh, J- JK3, Next you're talking team. about uh, defense beforehand. Tell me how Taven Bryan even got in the action on this game. Like, what was the big difference maker from the defense we've seen uh, up to this point versus what we saw uh, last Sunday at the Bills? So, I mean, he did have two He did have two sacks. One of his sacks, he was in the wrong place. <laughs> but it worked out. So, oh. <laughs> so, but still, I mean, I think the funniest thing, too, is like, his touchdown celebration, everybody's like, what is he doing? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's a campfire. And we're like, 
All right. Well, we don't know what it is because we don't we've never seen it in the last four years we've been here. So yeah, it's uh, great. But no, I think that they did a really good job of um, putting the right players and having the right personnel on on the defense. Um, I think that they had, you know, I, from, from what I've seen, um, that defense was fast. It was violent. It was where they needed to be. Um, and I thought as soon as you, you know, you start getting Smoot involved, you get Josh Allen involved. Um, you know, Taven uh, and a lot of those interior guys that should be, um, you know, getting that pressure and creating that pressure. Um, I think that's what's really kind of helped them out. It doesn't it didn't play. It did play in, into a lot of the favor, too, that Buffalo's offensive line isn't that good. Um, you know, and so we, with us being able to get that pressure and get Josh Allen really not not there. I mean, the pressure was there from the beginning. Um, and then whenever you have that pressure there, it becomes easier for the corners and the linebackers to really, you know, keep up in the coverage. Um, Rudy Ford played an outstanding game, um, you know, on, on Sunday. And I thought it was really good to see him, um, you know, make, come out, make some plays. And but then also, I think more impressively, besides Josh Allen having, you know, that monster of a game, I think uh, Shaq Griffin played an outstanding game where he traveled, Stephon, traveled and followed Stefan Diggs. Um, for the entire game. And I don't think Stefan got his first catch until I want to say the four, the fourth quarter, you'll have to stat check me, but I believe it was until the fourth quarter to me, that was the most impressive, um, you know, feat that we had from a, from a defensive perspective. I mean, the Josh Allen game was insane. Don't get me wrong. You know, the sacks on Josh Allen, the interceptions, the fumble recoveries and everything else like that. But, you know, for, for Shaq Griffin to follow, you know, um, Stefan and really shut down the number one, you know, scoring offense in the NFL. It was, it was really, really good to see them play. One thing too is heard some excuses about, Oh, we had our backup O lineman and Hey, so do we. Okay. So do we, we have True. backup O lineman too. Oh, and our starting running back, our key, our offense was out. So don't want to hear that. The only thing I do want to know, is I want to know if Taven Bryan got tested this week for any kind of performance. <laughs> he got answer. that note. He got that yeah, letter. Yeah, poor, uh, saying, hey, we need yeah. you to come on in here and, uh, yeah. you know, uh, we got we got a cup for you. And don't drink out of it, please. I, I'd be I, I'd put money on it that I bet you he got tested this week. I yeah, wonder I if there's it. a way we could find that out. Dude, but the thing that with that, <laughs> with that game, man, with, with that with that game, there was there were two opportunities that would have completely blown that stadium up was the Agnew, Agnew drop, drop in the end zone. <laughs> yep. Like, I, I mean, Jamal Agnew, he does so much on this team and, and, you know, he plays at least five positions on the team. So, I mean, I, you know, I give him that, but I mean, what a throw by, you know, Beathard to come in like off the bench and make mm-hmm. that throw and have the, you know, you know, have the stones to just step in that pocket and throw that, that pass. I mean, what an awesome play. Um, I love to see that they didn't really just kind of pack it in with Carlos Hyde um, and, and just kind of run the ball to really see what was going on with Trevor. But in the end, um, I believe it was yeah, in the fourth quarter when Trevor had Marvin like on the sideline, you got to hit those, man. Like you you got to hit those. Like those are the plays that we got to have, um, you know, and I, and I understand that he's a rookie and I understand, you know, that he, that he may not have been expecting it, but those plays right there, are the things that really just, you know, catapult you and you, you got to have that. You you take that play right there, man. You you cut the head off of the snake um and everyone's going home, you know, a lot earlier than, you know, within the fir- within one minute left in the uh in the fourth quarter. 
Yeah, well, there's definitely, I, I don't know if you guys had anxiety every single time the Bills would drive down the field in the third and fourth quarter with the score the way it was. I mean, you were just waiting for them to score a touchdown or two and end yeah. it, and it just never happened. I mean, that was, I think, atmosphere-wise, I don't want to say it was the same as the Bills' playoff game when they were here, obviously, but it was a pretty good atmosphere in that stadium, even though Jags fans were relatively outnumbered. I don't know. I think we did pretty good as far as it was the, the same way. Goes. It was the same way against Arizona. It was yeah. a, it was a very it was a very hyped atmosphere in, in Arizona until, you know, they they until we blew it. Um, it was a very hyped atmosphere, even at the very end of the, the Tennessee game until, you know, and, until we lost momentum there as well. So, I mean, the crowd is there. And the thing, too, that's just insane is you think about like so you you, you talk about the Titans game, you talk about the Cardinals game. Um, and then this, it hasn't been full capacity of the Jaguars fans yet. And so this, like, so this team is, and this fan base is so like thirsty for good football and, and like a competitive offense or competitive team period, you know, that we can, you know, leaving at the two minute quarter, like if they lose, yeah, you know, whatever, but having the majority of the fans be there the entire time, having everyone in their seats the entire time watching the game. I, I mean, it was just an awesome time on, on, on Sunday. Yeah. Well, Derek, we won last uh, the last two games out of three, which is uh, pretty impressive. So is this the start of something maybe here? Will we go on a little bit of a run or um, uh, or what is your sort of outlook you know, going forward? Is this momentum going to continue? It can if the coaches continue to make smart decisions. Whichever coach decided to start Rudy Ford over Trey Herndon, that's off to you, whether if it was uh, Colin or if it was Urban Call. Um, you know, hats off. Um, I think that they have to take this momentum and ride that wave. And then also uh, there's just, there's just a lot of things, a lot of little things need to start going our way. Uh, Whether if it's, you know, made field goals. uh, I know he missed a few and they got called back for penalties and then he still ended up missing it. The the little things like those touchdown throws, you are the the long throw and then the touchdown throw we have dropped, like JK3 just said, could have blowed the game wide open. We've had a lot of calls like that. I know the score has not always told the story of how the game went, like the Arizona game. I, I use that game as the best one because we had them beat. We had them. Yeah. And they screwed it up, coaching, and then just they lost kind of faith. They've got to continue to ride this wave of momentum. And then coming up next, they got a battering ram that they have to stop. Yeah, that one's going to be – I think the true test, man, you know, even looking at, you know, and and Corey, the way you mentioned as far as the schedule goes, um, you know, you you got the Rams who just got OBJ. So, you know, I think they're in a a different stratosphere as far as, you know, teams go within the NFL. But the remainder of the schedule – um, you know, there are some, there's a lot of games where they should be in there, there, there are, there really are. And this is an opportunity. I think that, you know, for the Jags to be playing on, you know, their same level of competition, um, you know, you really got to see, and I think this towards the end of the season, like you, you built and you did what you had to do to get through the buy or, or get to the buy. And now towards the end of the season, you really got to evaluate the talent. And I think that I would like to see a little bit more, of your Andre Cisco's, a little bit more of your uh, Jay Tufaleli, a little bit more of your Walker Little, a little like more of the people that you drafted in this young nucleus uh, to actually come in and really see what we got because 
there's some talent on this team or, you know, on, on the defense, obviously with Rudy Ford being in the right position, um, you know, and I think there is, you know, a, a bunch of opportunities for them to continue to build and continue to ride on that momentum. I mean, you've got the, the night, you've got the Colts coming up, which we'll get into, but you know, you've got the Niners who, I mean, they're in the bottom of the, uh, the NFC West, you know, right now you got the Falcons. I mean, you know, they, they, they haven't been right. Uh, since uh, New England broke them in the Super Bowl, um, you know we won't talk about the Rams because you know that one's just going to be a. Uh, I, I think they really give the Jags some some problems. But you got Tennessee, uh, Houston, the Jets, the Patriots, the Colts again. I mean, you know, there's some there's a lot of football left to be played and a lot of plays to be you know made on the field. Yeah, it, it's it's going to look very tough, and it's going to be tough. But they have to continue to stick to what they know. I can tell you this: at the end of the season, and you know, we don't like to jump this far because we still got a lot of football left. But outside of James Robinson, I believe every skill position player is uh, has a, a a loose leash per se. Yeah. So they could be here, they could not be here because it's clear that's what they're missing. They're missing guys that can separate. They're missing speed. Yeah, we didn't put in a claim for Odell Beckham. We knew that. Come on now. You know that's how this team is. Okay, you know yeah. they weren't going to do that. All right, they weren't going to do it because Odell's a crybaby. All right? He's a cry. He's been back two, three games with the Browns, and they already let him go because he wasn't getting the ball thrown, got into it with Baker, whoop do whatever the case may be, who cares? All right? I, I'll tell you this right now. I, I, like, the Rams are good, but and I think they're going to be good defensively. But I don't think that's going to work offensively. I really don't because Cooper Cup gets the most uh, targets. I mean, I know we're getting on topic here, not talking about the Jags, but just when you buy a team, it doesn't work. It never has. Yeah. So, you know, and I know it's working in Tampa right now, but the difference between those two situations is they have Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the X factor. He, cha- he changes the way things look in, in our um, Matt Stafford is not that QB. And I think next year, too, that it'll be a good opportunity for them, um, you know, for the Jags to really, you know, of course, you want to try to build through the, the, the through the draft. But, you know, you're, you're going to have to go out and get a, a free agent. You're going to have to you're, you're really going to have to go out there and not get outbid by anybody. What's the point of having, you know, the highest salary cap and everything else like that if you're not making moves? What's the yeah. point of having the highest salary cap and then you let New England take two of the top tight ends? in free agency, you know, all, you know, all, all these things, you know, I'm, I love Dan Arnold. I love what he's done on, on the field and everything else like that. But I mean, come on, you, you got to really be able to, I mean, the, the top five free agent receivers next year are going to be Devonte Adams, Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, uh, Mike Williams, Cortland uh, Sutton, uh, Will Fuller, Gallup will be great you know, in this offense and everything else like that. So there are some burners that are, are, are left out there, but, you know, you got to make a splash. You got to make some, some really good free agents move free agency moves and get this kid some help. You, you really have got to, because mm-hmm. that, that pass by Marvin Jones. Yeah. It was overthrown, but Devonte he go, he goes and gets that Allen Robinson. He goes and gets that uh, Gallup goes and gets that DJ Chark probably goes and gets it also. So, I mean, you got to have a speedster to be able to run in, underneath that ball. Heading into the uh, the Colts game this Sunday, I see a lot of injury concerns. I mean, are we going to, you know, Trevor obviously left the game a little bit and came back, um, you know, for the Bills game. 
but still, I guess a little limited in practice. I don't. Have you heard about Robinson? Is he going to be back for the Colts game? I don't think they've said anything yet. I think it's day to day with you know some back tightness and back issues. Uh, that's not good for someone of his stature and size. You talking about so, Cam or James? Uh, both, actually. I was talking about Cam Robinson. Yeah, I was thinking. Um, I was thinking our running back, but yeah, both of them, I guess. And Miles yeah. Jack, I saw was on I there think too. He he went back. I think James Robinson went back to practice uh, today, and okay. uh, this Thursday. And I, and and Cam Robinson is just you know the back issue. Um, and usually, when you have defensive games like they had, usually you see a lot of injuries come out of that. When you have a lot of hitting, like there was, there's going to be some nicks that come up. Now, I'll tell you, they need to be ready, especially Miles Jack, Quincy Williams, Cisco Wingard, whoever, because Jonathan Taylor is a load. He is a freight train. He, he, he's really, I mean, he hasn't gone under the radar to the NFL fan, but to the casual football fan for those out there, Indianapolis has a tailback that I'm not going to call him like my, one of my childhood idols, Bo Jackson. But man, he runs hard, dude. He he almost beat the Jags by himself last year until he got hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, he runs hard, and that's one thing we can't do. We can't stop the run for nothing. So they've well, got a lineup, and I mean, they, they they haven't really. I mean, they haven't really had to to face a back like this. So I'll give them that. Besides Derrick Henry, and he you saw what he did in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry is he can run and obviously he's big, but this dude can like open up to some serious speed. Once he gets into the open field. I'm actually looking forward to, to, to the, to the, um, the Jonathan Taylor and, you know, Indianapolis offensive line, because their offensive line is really good versus, um, Mm -hmm. you know, Jacksonville, uh, the front, the front eight. I'm really excited about that because I think that our front eight, uh, at least uh, the front four on the defensive side. Um, and then also, you know, the Miles Jack. And I, I think it's going to be a very physical game. Um, you know, I definitely, you know, see Damian Wilson and Miles Jack um, and hopefully uh, Shaq Quarterman can get in, you know, on some of this as well. But I think that, you know, this is going to really give an opportunity for Rudy Ford and a couple of those other guys to kind of play, you know, within the box and, you know, kind of bring in a couple of defenders. To kind of stop that, but I, I, you know, Wentz, Wentz has been still slinging the rock. He's he's still been throwing the ball very well, um, but I think that you know, with 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 Taylor, it's it's going to be like us playing, you know, an, against a James Robinson or somebody that doesn't take negative plays, that doesn't take negative penalties or not, excuse me, negative losses. Uh, you know, he falls forward uh, and he can move too, man. He he's he's a battering ram, and and Indy's Indy's offensive line is you know, still some of that remnants of the Andrew Luck offensive line that they had. And, and they're, they're literally just two, three you know, pro bowlers. Yeah, bro, they're a bunch of hogs. They literally are those guys that come to the to the line of scrimmage um, and, and they're ready to go. Like they are your typical road grading offensive line that can move a house if they wanted to. Mm. Hey, I just I just messed up on something. I just missed something. I think I said Quincy Williams. Quincy I wasn't going to call you out. I, w- I wasn't going to call you No, you should you have. You should have. Because I it's, it, 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 I said it and I kept talking like, wait a minute, Dodo. It's it's Damien. Listen, Damien, what, whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah. no. Our linebackers need to come ready to play. That's that's all there is to it. They, they really got to come ready to play. Um, Carson Wentz, Philadelphia, 
and, and I'm thinking, you know, his days in, in Philly, uh, is he going to be the same QB? He, he looks okay. I mean, he's not really, he's not lighting the world on fire, but he's not like killing them either. And that's, so, the, that's the best, that's the best kind of quarterback you want. Someone that's, you know, under the radar, you know? Mm-hmm. So they're, they're going to have, you know, weapons. I know he tweeted about or something about if he's going to, um, be there because of the birth of his child. Sounds like he just doesn't want to lose to the Jags at all, and that's that's the kind that's the kind of reputation we built. Is players don't want to lose to us because then it's like you know we lost to the lonely Jags, and I think that should make the team even closer and turn them into like mercenaries that say, hey, if you think that that's how you really think about us, fine, then we'll put on our hard hat too, and we're going to go out there and see what we can do against you guys, and I, and I and I'd rather be that than what we have been. Um, it's gonna it's gonna take a, it's gonna take a, a an effort, not a, a a large effort, but an effort to, to beat the Colts. And I think we can do it. We just got to make some plays on offense. That defensive yeah. performance we just put up. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're gonna shut. It. No, no. Offense. Trevor Lawrence and company. I don't care what you have to do. If you have to run the triple option, I could I, take it back to like. Uh, the four horsemen of Notre Dame and put three running backs in the backfield. I don't know what you have to do, but you got to I mean, score. Do you feel like, I feel like the offense is, is, is due for like an explosive game. I, I really feel like they are just, <laughs> or just some type of, you know, just explosion. Like, you know, Trevor going like, you know, 20 for or 20 for like 30, um, you know, a couple hundred yards, a couple of T multiple TDs, James Robinson, you know, really getting in the mix as well. I, I just feel like they're just due for something like that. Let's see here. But I mean, I while, while I we say that, have... while you say that though, you still you forgot. You, I mean, not necessarily forget, but the average NFL fan doesn't know who, uh, what kind of special talent that Indianapolis has at middle linebacker with uh, with Darius Leonard. I mean, who's doesn't miss tackles, doesn't miss games. Um, you know, they don't make him like him mm-hmm. anymore. Like he's just mm-hmm. an unbelievable athlete, unbelievable, just linebacker. And uh, I mean, man, it's just going to, I mean, he plays a weak side linebacker, excuse me. Um, but he is just, yeah, I, I think that him being out there, Xavier Rhodes, um, you know, they, they've got some, they've got some, a, a couple of players, you know, on, on the defensive side that are, it's not going to make it just easy for Trevor, but, you know, I would love to see Agnew get, I mean, I would love to see him come down with some some big catches. Um, you know, love to see how they're going to get Lavishka uh, or Visca in, in, involved. If it's going to be you know like that Cord- Cordero Patterson role, or if they're really going to line this guy up and let him run outs and slants until we all die. Like I, I just don't, <laughs> I, I just don't know what what their plan is with him. Well, everybody's playing so close to the box against us because they don't fear us beating them over the top, and. You know, they, they also don't fear us for the fact that we just haven't been completing many passes, you know, 25 yards or longer down the field. We really got to look to do that. We, we've got to back those safeties up. We, the Colts secondary is not the, like I said, it's not going to light the world on fire, but they're, they're not they're not half bad. So we really got to find a way to push the ball down the field to get vertical, but if it's even used Darren Arnold some, see if he can't take advantage of some mismatches against him against a safety or a linebacker and try to, you know, do something special. James Robinson's got, got to have a hundred yards in my opinion. Got What's interesting is that 
they the the Colts and the Jags they kind of match up like as far as like um you know passing yards like uh like yards allowed and like um so I think as far as like the average Indy is averaging 380 yards per game Jacksonville's averaging 390 so I mean that's pretty close that's like a nine yard difference right there and then as far as like the pass or as, as far as the rushing yards you know they're allowing uh, Jacksonville's you know allowing 103 and Indy's allow, allowing 106 so again you know that that front four or, or excuse me our front eight versus their front um it's going to be whether where the game's going to be you know one and I and I just hope that you know from a defense perspective we can stop them there and then you know from offensive side you know Indy's giving up 23 you know, um, 23 a game. That'd be great to see them, see the Jacks put up, you know, 21 points. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. Yeah, we got to watch Jonathan Taylor out of the backfield, too. Last couple of weeks, he's taken some long touchdown passes. Uh, they've been little short dumps that he's taken 60, 70, 80 yards for touchdowns. So we really got to make sure that our linebackers and safeties, I hope to God that Wingard doesn't get lined up on them or something like that. That's not going to be good. Um, <laughs> but just to, you know, really make sure that those, those, uh, that avenue is covered because Indianapolis is getting creative with him on ways to get him the football. You hear that for James yeah. Ross? Creative offensively, which but that's I hope where we can do. That's where Miles Jack. I mean, that's where I mean that's where Miles Jack will be able to. I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is where his gonna his responsibility is gonna really be. He's athletic enough to stay out there and run with you know uh, Jonathan Taylor. Um, I, I think this is an opportunity again for them to really show where they need. And then if you have to you know, bring a Rudy Ford or somebody physical down there and to prevent him, you know, uh, escaping out of the flats um, and, you know, getting these different, you know, long, you know, passes out of the backfield and things like that. I think we've got the athletes to run with them, but is the coaching going to make the right call to make sure that the players yeah. are in the right spots? Yeah. Yeah. The, the zones, keeping everything in front of you. I like that approach. Uh, that's definitely going to work well. And then if you're able to to tackle him and hit him early, to let him know you're there so you're not just going to run high and run free. Because I can tell you, Indianapolis is going to be ready. They're going to be ready because after what we did last week, they're like, like, guys, don't sit down. Don't take them lightly. Let's get our A game. Let's put our hard hat on and go out and get this W. That's what they're thinking. Yeah. So Nobody we, wants to lose to the Jaguars. Yeah. Yeah. But, hey, it's possible. Anything is possible. 
Well, where, where are they said, as far as the uh, where are they as far my bad where where are they as far as the the, the standings goes? Indianapolis, they are uh, how many games behind? Five. How many games are they behind? Oh, well, Tennessee seven. And Tennessee two, seven and two. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. They got to win this to stay in the race. Well, what? But the Jags being at two and six right now, Derek. After Sunday, uh, what do you predict the Jaguars' record to be? Mm-hmm. I knew you was gonna ask me. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. We haven't won a game on the road in a long time. Um, <laughs> we're due. Unless, if you count London, does that technically count? I mean, no, it's not that's game. our game. Well, that's it's our on game. the road. It's not more. It's in the plane. I mean, it's more than on the road. Uh, I'm gonna go with man. I'm going with a W. That's what I'm going. With. I'm going with okay. the W. I said three we, and six. We, yeah, we hold Jonathan Taylor. I'm not going to say we hold him under 100 yards. We just keep him from going absolutely nuts and scoring three touchdowns. Okay. All right. That sounds pretty good. So, uh, JK3, you have the same uh, same hopes there? Three and six? No. No. I, I, <laughs> no, I, I don't. I, I think they'll be – I think it'll be an inter- entertaining game. And, look, I, I – I, I'm I'm I really am optimistic that they will. I, I won't want them to win. I really do want them to win. Um, you know, and I just it just I, there's a lot of variables that that you know kind of key them into winning. I, if there was like maybe a couple of things that could, they could just be, you know, one dimensional. If there was a way for them to do that, my my only concern, and one of the things that I'm just concerned about is like thinking back to even like the Cincinnati game, how they the defense played so well that first half and then the adjustments that were made, like what if they come out on Sunday and play very well on that first half and then Indy makes adjustments and we're still playing the first half defense that got us into the position that we're in. I, and I, and I say that and just because I'm not sold on the coaching yet, I'm not sold on the coaching yet. I'm not sold on the situational awareness yet. Um, You know, until I see more of that, then I would feel better about it. But, you know, I I will be the first. I, I just don't see them. And plus, it's the Colts. It's not like a rivalry game, but we never play them well. Yeah. All right. That's okay. Where are you guys going to be watching the game at? I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna be at the house, man. Uh, you know, I, I think away games are my time to kind of, you know, start start drinking at noon instead of nine a.m. So it really gives my really gives my body a chance to kind of reset. But I'll be here. Um, I did meet um, a, a Nate. Well, so my kids go to school um, like a mile away and we usually ride our bikes. And um, the guy commented on our, Dale. If you're listening, he probably is. He probably is. Not oh, listening, yeah. But, yeah. And, uh, he, he commented on the shirt and was like, yeah, man, I listen, when, when, did, when did they start making shirts? And I it took me a second to realize what he meant. He's like, yeah, I listened to that podcast. And I was like, oh, yeah, I think they have a link on their Twitter feed to shirts. And he was like, oh, I'll have to check that out. And so, it was just kind of like weird. <laughs> let's, let's, say, he- let's say right now that if Dale is listening and he tweets us, then I will personally buy him a shirt just to see. It's just to, as a follow up to see if he's actually engaged with the podcast or not. So, Dale, if you're out there, let us know. We'll get you a shirt. <laughs> And JK3 is going to buy it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. From, from, our, from our company credit card. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. From the, from the down by the bank Amex. 
That is pretty cool, though. I, I remember every time we've ever gotten like a tweet of somebody with a shirt on at the stadium or something. Or heck, you didn't you see somebody at tailgate uh, a couple weeks back? Or oh something? yeah, that was um, that was Marty. <laughs> yeah, these names. So, I mean, listen to these names, man. Dale and Marty. Dale Just... Marty yeah, represents <laughs> our our fan base, I guess. I mean, it um, sounds like we're at, we're at an old like an old VFW club or something. <laughs> Uh, it is pretty cool, though. I mean, Derek, you have to admit that's pretty neat to sort of to see that out in the wild, I guess. Uh, nah, because when I told the missus, she still doesn't have her shirt, so she's not happy with me about that oh, right now. Yeah, yeah, I gotta, I gotta get her a shirt. That's been like <laughs> I wore my like, shirt. I wore my shirt to one day. I wore my shirt to work one day, and she was about to literally rip it off of me. And I was like, Wendy, I know a guy that can get you a shirt. Like yeah. relax. <laughs> That's like six six years running that she's had that uh that issue, Derek. And you just yeah. start uh, you know. Yeah. I told her she's not a she doesn't have relations with the right person. That's all. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I, should, I shouldn't great. say that. I, I shouldn't say that, but no. Well, you already uh, did. Definitely. Yeah, she she's she <laughs> probably hears me. She's gonna come, she's gonna come downstairs here to actually here she comes. <laughs> You know, they, they say the best thing is that if you don't want your wife to, to know something, or if you really want to talk to her about it, say it on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it lives on the internet forever. That's the best strategy. Uh, um, where are you watching the game, Derek? Uh, probably be at the house, man. Just just at the house. Have my, right. my one-year-old son walk all over me or hold my leg or while I try to get up and yell at the television. Um, where Where is the best place to watch an away game? Uh, I have liked going to Island Wings on Southside. I know they have one Derek coming soon to Durban too, which I'm pretty excited about. But that that was always a good atmosphere, and there's TVs like everywhere. Island Wing um, is really good. Yeah, yeah, and the food's really good too. Yeah. Um, that that's one. I know 1010XL. I don't know if you listen to that with like Hacker and them are always talking about some billiards place or something in town. Oh, uh, they're talking about um that place in Murray Hill. Yeah, so apparently that's like a good I can't spot. Think of the name of it, but yeah, I follow them on Twitter, and I think they're doing like some type of renovations or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, aside from that, I mean, typically I just watch it at home. I don't, but I don't know. I, uh, my daughter and I especially have sort of gotten a kick out of trying to replicate the home game experience and find you know places to watch it where there's a lot of fans and cheering and all that sort of stuff. So if there are any recommendations out there as to good places to go. Uh, definitely uh, tweet at us and let us know because that'd be pretty interesting to find out. Yeah, um, I would. I, I would definitely. Uh, the, the Island Wing, though, I, f- I completely forgot about that place as far as it being, um, you know, just full of TVs and and stuff. Yeah, like that. so it's really it's good. Fun. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then of course you have like the one like I don't know like 49ers fan that shows up and is pissed because he's like it's not like on all the TVs around him or whatever. That always happens at places like that. I oh my god, Dude, I'm about to go on. I'm about to go on a tangent. So. My mother and my mother-in-law. So during Halloween, so the Jags played at four. So my mother-in-law calls my wife and is like, "Hey, uh, is John gonna have the? Um, is he gonna have the the Bucks game on?" My wife's like, "Why would he have the Bucks game on?" She's like, "Oh, well, they play at four. And she was like, "Well, so do the Jags." And it was like an awkward silence. And she's like, so he's not going to have the game on. And she's like, do you know who my husband is? Like, Absolutely not. And then so it completely was like the most disrespectful thing to me for, for you to realize that I'm not going to put on your other team's game on while the Jags are playing. Like, right. And I, I was yelling. I was like, look, this team went one in 15 last year. And I watched every game. Like, right. what do you think is going to change? Yeah. 
I even get offended like at Island Wings if there's a guy, like I said, a guy that's like, you know, 49ers or Seahawks or whatever. And he's like, you know, kind of petitioning to get several TVs changed to that channel. I'm like, man, we're in Jacksonville. Like you watch they the game give at him, home. They should give him the, the TV by the by the bathroom. exactly (laughs) i will say a lot of times they do push back a little bit you know if the way fans try to take over all the tvs uh and whatnot but um but yeah i'm i'm open to any suggestions i remember sneakers at the beach used to be a good place back in the day but i've heard it's kind of gone downhill a little bit is that place still Um, open yeah it is yeah i think what about the one on um what about the one on um meadows yeah 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 yeah, but it closed yeah, it's like an eleven twenty two church. Yeah, it's eleven. Yeah, it's a church. Yeah, <laughs> they serve wings at the church. <laughs> uh, I don't no, know. They don't that, that would be, yeah, that would be, that would <laughs> be. If they kept the friars in there for church. Yeah. Oh, they say church. They say the AME church on the uh, north side. We can get a Sunday <laughs> dinner after service. Get a, okay, get no. a plate. Get a yeah, Sunday get a plate school plate. Yeah, with, nope. the, with the nope, game on. Hey, I've been plenty of plenty of pastors I know that. Uh, will race after the service to get somewhere in front of a TV. Mine is a, a very loyal Bears fan, and he, he he will get into it with anyone about his Bears. Um, so don't don't get it twisted. Sunday they they're, they're not if the NFL if it's this NFL season they're trying to get out of there to get to the TV. It's too. always so it, it's always twisted. like at the end of, at the end of, uh, at the end of the church service. Um, whenever like they they're offering like for for you to join. And like during football or like post football season, it's like always the longest time. It's like, bro, no one else <laughs> is joining today. Like, like next Sunday, maybe, but you're not hitting the quota today. And then, but during football season, yo, if you're not there, that that second verse of Amazing Grace, yo, we're we're it's a wrap. <laughs> we're, we're leaving. <laughs> we've terrible. already we've already we've already collected. We've already done the tithe. Second verse. Mm-hmm. If you're not coming up. You're not. We'll see you next week. We'll catch you on Wednesday night for you to come join. That's so funny. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, we're uh, open to suggestions. So uh, if there's any uh, ideas of good places to go, uh, let us know. Well, how cool would that be, though, if you went to church and you could get like a 10 piece boneless? I mean, yeah, (laughs) that would be pretty cool. Uh, I feel like oh, I feel like there's there. nothing that stops anybody from doing that, right? That's not like against. Nah, uh, man, you can't eat in the sanctuary. What? Why not? There's yeah. nothing that Especially, says you can't do you that. You be, be wiping the wing sauce on the Bible pages, trying to no, you, trying to <laughs> trying to trying to go through Psalms, and you got wing sauce on your hands. Well, they they have all the stuff up on the screen, so instead of the Bibles behind the pews, you just put some napkins back there, some condiments. Uh, oh man, you know on the screens. Yeah. You bring an iPad to church? <laughs> no, you know some of the oh. churches that have like the screens that show like the lyrics or the verses or whatever. So oh, you can put on, man. Yeah. you must go to one of them new churches. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, the, the only thing is, the only thing that's going to happen is you're going to have like coming to America. You're going to have three old men passing the collection plate. One of them's going to put the chicken wing bones. In there. <laughs> and say, and say, I thought it was the trash can. <laughs> that's, the, that's the only thing that's going to happen. <laughs> Some craziness like that. That's so, so funny. All right. But no, well, yeah, we can't wait to see what, what people uh, come back with. I, You know, the game day experience watching in a sports bar is always fun, especially when you have a lot of fans, you have a lot of energy. And mm-hmm. it's pretty spread out. So Jacksonville is such a spread out city. So there's probably multiple places all over town where people get and go. You know, you, you Murray Hills, you're 
your peaches, your, your mandarins. Uh, there's about a ton of places, I'm sure, St. Augustine. So um, definitely will be uh, – there, there's always somewhere. But I would just like to know. And, and also the, the local places, the places that are locally owned. Uh, mm. that, that would be, that would be huge. Definitely would love to support that because that, that's always, that's always kind of, you know, where you really find the passionate fans that are up yelling, just like you are. Uh, hopefully that we, we get more as these, uh, next weeks go about, especially with the, with the Gators and Knowles, uh, being crappy. So, uh, <laughs> you're, you're down there with us now, JK3. So, um, yeah, oh, depressing. <laughs> I so, hate it. But, yeah. Good stuff. Can't wait to see what we can do against the Colts, man. Can't wait. All right. Well, we'll wrap there. I'm really disappointed that we didn't make fun of the Bills fans more than we did, by the way, just because of uh, yeah. oh, I did. I, oh, I was, you know, I was, I was, hey, 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 let's go, Buffalo. Like looking at them and they're like looking to see if there's someone who's actually actually trying to start it. And it's just me with my yeah. teal tongue that I have from the Jagaritas. <laughs> yeah, I saw that in your Instagram or whatever. That's funny. Yeah, I don't know. I was uh, last thing on this, but like even around the stadium where they had all like the vendors walking around, we were talking about how like the uh, I'm a Jaguar B uh, shirts were replaced by I'm a Bills uh, B or whatever. <laughs> Those people are just like on it, like with their, you know, uh, you know, kind of being ready for, for the different situations. I mean, I even saw like the, you know, the big Jaguars chains that they sell outside the stadium. They had Bills versions of that. So it's like they just chains. Yeah, I actually wanted to get one of those. <laughs> uh, just because I just think it would be funny to have. But um, and quick shout out to uh, to uh, <laughs> what's the guy? The guy who uh, plays the music outside. I can't even remember. Oh, saxophone name. man. Yeah, saxophone man. I did a tweet uh, for him. I, we've got to talk to him at some point or another. It is ridiculous to me that he has been there. I feel like since I was a little kid, and I don't even know that guy's name. I should know that guy's name, don't you think? I mean, if he plays anything other than Spider-Man, like I'm telling you, <laughs> when you he he was there when I went when I took my daughter out of Hamilton, he was outside Hamilton playing, and I swear I, I was waiting for him to play Spider-Man, and he didn't, and it just sounded like a bunch of notes. <laughs> he was oh, just okay. playing, like a recorder. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, uh, we appreciate you guys listening. If you're on Apple Podcasts, uh, be sure to leave us a rating and review. Um, you can follow us on there as well as on Google Podcasts and Spotify as well. And again, we are affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Thanks again for listening and we'll talk to you next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.